This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening. Welcome on into the Monday smash, usually the Sunday smash, but we're doing it on a Monday because we were celebrating a championship that Florida State University clinched on the field against Louisville. It was amazing. It was in Charlotte, North Carolina. I saw in the flesh Russ Voorhis, really cool guy, even better in person. Maybe insurance guys get bad reps, Ira. <laughs> really like my 35-second interaction with Russ. He's a good guy, and if you need insurance here in Florida, Georgia, and Alabama, he's got you covered, right? Yeah, I don't know what the stereotype for an insurance guy is, but Russ probably doesn't fit it. Uh, yeah, and he, uh, like like I've said before, it's uh, he stands out in the crowd for a lot of reasons. Big dude. And, uh, no, we had a great time the other night in Charlotte. He was there at the party that was hosted by the Charlotte Seminole Club, and uh, we were lucky enough to be at, but Russ was there with his some of his friends as well. And uh, he's a great guy. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But, yeah, uh, com is the website. I don't know where to start, Ira. Uh, I'm sure people are still upset. I know they are for a fact. I'm on the warchant.com message board to Tribal Council, which you all should subscribe to. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page. Hit that thumbs up as you're watching us. You certainly would appreciate it. Uh, almost feels worse. Like a day or so letting it kind of settle in. You, you you turn on ESPN this morning, Get Up is on, and they've got that beautiful graphic of the bracket. And you're thinking to yourself, the Florida State lose on Saturday? Like, I was there. I thought they won, and they're not on that bracket. A lot of emotions people are still working through. Um, where are you at right now, Ira? Yeah, you know, it's it's the thing that stinks about it. There's Well, there's so many things that stink about it. Um, and excuse my voice nasally. I'm dealing with a little bug that uh, we picked up at some point on the uh, – well, hopefully we didn't pick it up, Aslan, but I picked it up. Um, but, uh, you know – the thing that stunk really so much was that the game ended, you know, close to midnight. It was a late game on Sunday night. It was, you know, eight o'clock starts. He ended late Saturday night. And then you really woke up Sunday morning and really, you know, people want to celebrate the win, but then, then you start getting nervous thinking about the playoff. And then it's, so really you didn't get a chance to celebrate winning an ACC championship because the window was so tight. And then, you find out you got screwed. And so um, then it just goes to anger. Then it's what's going on in the sport. And I, you know, what was interesting to me is I got a few phone calls and texts from people last night that don't even care about Florida state, like media members and uh, just people I know who were 
like really bothered by it. Um, you know, the, what this, that how this happens, this is, this is how this sport is run where they just pick whoever they want to send in. It doesn't matter what you did on the field. And it, it's been good to see all of this, um, you know, all the criticism they've gotten today, which is great, but it's after the fact. Um, and you know, I just wrote a column that I posted on the website kind of about how ESPN, I, I feel like has been setting the stage for, for doing this now for the last several weeks. Uh, and, you know, we all kind of dismissed it as, oh, well, it won't matter as long as you're an undefeated Power 5 champion because they've never kept one out before. But then once they do, what do you do? And so it's just a weird – to me, it's a com- combination of anger for this Florida State football team that these players, these coaches, these fans don't get to continue a magical season and and, and see what they could do in the playoff. But it's also just, like, disturbing about the state of the sport. And, and, and that it doesn't feel like everybody gets a fair shake and you don't ever want to believe that about your sport. So it's just a lot, man. Ira, do you think, you know, quote unquote, the fix was in, I mean, you mentioned that ESPN was kind of, you know, setting the groundwork maybe for an undefeated power five champion, like Florida state getting jumped, which ultimately did happen. Was there a discussion in that room in grapevine, Texas? Was that debate, was that earnest discussion amongst adults? Or are those the 12 people that rubber stamp a decision that was maybe created somewhere else in another boardroom elsewhere? Yeah, I mean, you hate to be conspiracy theorists, but I don't know, man. I don't know if it was directly, and I wrote this in the column, like I don't know if it was directly, you know, Greg Sankey and, you know, Jimmy Pataro to ESPN and like in a smoke-filled room putting in a call and saying this has to happen, or if it was just, you have a playoff committee and they know who pays the bills. They know who puts on this whole charade of these rankings every week. And you have all of the talking heads on those platforms for weeks and weeks discussing that Florida state wasn't very good. And the Florida state didn't live up. This was all before Jordan Travis. And this is the reason, like when I wrote my column, I didn't want to get into all the specifics. I didn't want to get into why it doesn't matter that Jordan Travis wasn't healthy. That This team overcame that why this team has one of the best defenses in college football um, and they should be in there. I don't want to get into the, you know, I just, because to me, there's no defense for what they did. So there's no reason to keep arguing it. They did what they did. Now the question is, how does that happen? And can we, can we do something to make sure it doesn't happen in the future? Um, Because, you know, again, I don't know that it was the fix was in, in the sense that they were told how to vote, but I think the fix was in is in, they constructed the narrative, even again, going back and, you know, if you read the column and people have shown this clip on Twitter, but it was, it was before Jordan Travis got hurt. They did that game show scene on game day where you had, you know, Kirk Herbstreet and the whole crew picking up scenarios. And the, the scenario that they really hyper-focused on was what if everybody stays undefeated, but in the, in the power five schools, except the SEC. Are you going to keep out an SEC school? And they they completely lampooned that idea. They dismissed Florida State. They said no. They they they're not basically they they shouldn't be in the conversation. And that was before Jordan Travis got hurt. So I think the Jordan Travis thing is just all a smokescreen at the end. Like once oh well, we can use that as something that we can point to. So yeah, I don't know if again if it was a complete fix in terms of like they were told to do it, but I think that it was it was set up that way and they created the scenario and. And here we are. And I just, what's concerning to me about it is you could sit here and say, oh, well, it's not going to happen next year because there are going to be 12 teams. 
well, okay, who's going to get in that 12-team playoff? Is it only going to be one? You know, is the only chance you've got to get in if you're not in the SEC or the Big Ten, you have to win your conference? Is that the only chance and you have to be one of the highest-ranked teams? Because it looks to me, I mean, based on what we saw this year and what we've seen in the past, I think it's going to be a whole lot of SEC and Big Ten teams. And it sucks, man. It's just it's not good for the sport, I don't think. Hey, I'm going to step aside for like 45 seconds. I'm going to ask you a question and put you on the solo screen. I got something on the stove I forgot to turn off. So happens when you're a single guy, everybody can't just yell at somebody in the house. Like, hey, kids, turn off the stove. Dad's working. Um, I hate that. I don't want to get into a whole bunch of scenarios again. But if Georgia were to have won, do you still think Florida State would have gotten jumped? Do you still think Texas somehow would have even finagled ahead of Florida State who was undefeated? You would have had four undefeated teams, and it feels like that would have been kind of the end of the story. Yeah, no, I think if Georgia had won, I think there's a good chance Florida State gets in. And I get that some people feel like Texas still would have gotten in over Florida State, uh, but I don't think so. My theory is they just realized at some point during the season when I wrote about my column, which you guys can read over at warchant.com, my, my, my theory is they realized midway through the season that Georgia was not a dominant Georgia team. This, the Georgia Georgia was not a great team this season. They, they didn't play a good non-conference schedule. And they didn't look great in a lot of their conference wins. And I think there was a feeling, there was a concern. There's a lot of smart people up there at Bristol uh, and, and in the SEC offices. And I think their concern was, what if these other Power Five leagues don't have any losses and we're the only ones with a loss? Well, what are we going to do at that point? And I think Florida State's the most convenient target. And so that's where they went after them for a bunch of reasons, mostly because of the ACC's perceptions. But you can't – there are so many – the it, the whole idea that Florida State shouldn't get in because you know they, they're in the ACC, like that. Let me go back to the reason they the reason we were okay with the committee having this directive of picking the best teams instead of just going with the the highest ranked undefeated teams or whatever it is like we used to do was to prevent a team that was in a, a conference that wasn't seen as a, as one of the best conferences not playing anybody non-conference and just kind of cruising in with an undefeated record. And like so, <laughs> right, exactly. But then they get into a year six bowl. But yeah, my point with, you know, Florida, it would be like if Louisville this year, for example, Louisville did not have a tough conference schedule. They, it's just the way it worked out. Everybody doesn't have equal schedules. So if you had a school like Louisville, say they had gone undefeated and say their conference schedule was not as good as, and then in their not four non-conference games, say they played four, just joke cream puff schools. Well, you wouldn't want to feel like you're obligated to put them in. So that's why we give them some perspective, some, some ability, some prerogative to really choose the best schools, not to screw a team that went undefeated in, in the ACC and then scheduled LSU and Florida, which again, they play Florida every year. It's not like a choice, but that's a non-conference game that they're choosing to play. It's not their fault that Florida didn't turn out to be a great Florida team, but they scheduled two SEC schools plus their non their conference schedule, and they won at Clemson. They beat Miami. They beat Florida. They beat LSU. They did everything you could ask to keep them out, but just because you don't you don't think they're as good as anybody else is ridiculous. Again, it, the whole idea that they that they get to decide who the best teams are is is, is a joke because they had Georgia number one one week, then the next week they have them six. Uh, you know, Oregon and Washington. I mean, there's just so many examples where they had no idea what was going to happen. Vegas had no idea what was going to happen. And if you've earned the right to be in the playoff, you should be in the playoff. So 
for me going forward, nothing's going to fix this. You know, Jordan Travis has never, you know, the finish for 13, that whole thing is, is, is kind of gone by the wayside. Who knows how many of these guys are going to play in the orange bowl? Who knows what this team is going to look like, but so that all stinks and it stinks for this fan base and it stinks for the school and financially and all the different reasons. So you're not going to fix that, but I do think we need to look at the sport. And so I welcome Rick Scott or anybody else who wants to, to, to put pressure on, on college football playoff to not just let this happen and move on, but to actually look at what happened and, and see if it can be fixed for the future. Cause this, it's not good for the sport. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> mentioned on the ride back with you on Sunday, Ira, is that, you know, there's somebody out there, I think, that compiles every AP ballot. Like, I remember we would see that in the preseason. Like, you know, after maybe week one, a couple people had vaulted Florida State up as after they dismantled LSU, other people had in, and they were getting grief from everybody on the kind of the Florida State sphere of the internet. We have no idea, like, who voted what in that room. And we never right. really have. And there's always been, like, an element of controversy, but usually they would get the four... You know, usually they got the, the four best teams. They usually they got it right. And people are saying that they got this, they got it right this time around. Guys like Paul Feinbaum, I think they're just really just trying to rub salt in the wound when they're on ESPN. But like a year like this, like you need transparency. I mean, if we're gonna entrust you with this kind of power um to pick the four teams that are gonna play for this thing, and listen, the AP and the coaches poll still have Florida State in the top four, right? I think coaches have Florida right. State third, AP's got Florida State fourth. Meanwhile, these 12 folks in, in Grapevine are just like, yeah, this is this is what we did. Like, it, we're not going to tell you why or try to tell you why, but who someone's name needs to be attached to this sort of stuff. I just feel well, like, yeah. Know. And even the, 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 you know, Boo Corrigan's, you know, reasonings don't, there's so many contradictions in, in everything. You know, talking about Liberty, it's, oh, well, the wins mattered. But Florida State, the they wins didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Liberty just kept winning. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just, uh, it's frustrating, man, because, you know, again, this is, you know, we, when you look at this sport, um, we've always had to deal with some of this, you know, the polls were silly. BCS was silly. Like we never are not silly, but we just, people are frustrated with the BCS. There's so many things that we've kind of like, just kind of gritted our teeth with. But to me, this is a fundamental problem with this sport right now is if, if everybody's not going to have access and, it, and from a Florida state perspective, I've felt for a year now, and I still feel, and I'm, pretty confident in the Florida state's going to be in one of those two conferences. I think that's going to happen when I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to be 2036. I don't think it's going to be 2030. I think it's going to be sooner. I think there's going to be a way for Florida state to get in one of those conferences. So they'll be in the the cool crowd. But again, if you're going to have these other conferences, so does that mean we're just going to relegate everybody other than the, you know, the, the 30 or 32 or 40 schools in those two conferences, everybody else is just out and they can't get in, um, it's just not good for the sport. I mean, the games aren't only watched by the teams that play them. The game is watched by college sports fans overall. And I think you're going to alienate a lot of college sports fans. I think a lot of people, again, like some of the calls and texts I got yesterday from people who aren't even FSU fans, they're concerned about the sport because if it happens to Florida State, it could happen to anybody, and, and it probably will. Well, thanks for being here on the Monday Smash. If you could hit the thumbs up, we certainly would appreciate it. Right, you, know, you mentioned former Governor uh, Rick Scott, current United States Senator from the state of Florida. Uh, you know, we, we saw this stuff with Daryl Jackson trying to get a waiver. I think Governor DeSantis, you know, tweeted or released something on Sunday. Is there anything, you know, I don't know what the 
outcome would be. But I think people just like the fact that public servants are trying to battle for their alma mater, their favorite team. Do you have any sort of, uh, you know, opinion or able to distill kind of uh, that two page release that Senator Scott released and what he's trying to get done? Yeah. I mean, it's basically, you know, this is like the early steps. He's basically calling on them to be transparent and to, <clears throat> to provide some documents about the process, but ultimately, I mean, yeah, they could do anything they want. They're Congress. You know, if he could get Congress to get a panel together and call them together, I mean, just like in every other sport, uh, you know, scandal there's ever been, and they, you know, whether it's steroids or, or, you know, NIL or whatever else they, they can, they can do that type of thing. And, you know, it's just a fact finding mission. Um, I'm in favor of it. I mean, I just think the more transparency, the better, because it, you know, again, it, it's one thing if it's, if it's, um, if we're splitting hairs, you know, if it's, if it's, a, you know, and again, like, you know, the college football, people will point to the NCAA selection committee in college basketball, that's 64 teams and you're every, the teams that deserve to be in or getting in, if you're 65th or 66, we feel bad for you, but we don't feel that bad for you. But if you're only picking four, and you're going to leave out an undefeated Power Five champion. It's ridiculous, and and I think this resonated with everybody, man. I don't know if you've been on social media today, but I mean, it's been everybody from NFL stars to NBA stars to it's being asked about, you know, press conferences everywhere. I mean, this is the story right now, and uh, I just hope it doesn't die quickly. Like I hope this isn't just some grandstanding by you know any of these politicians that somebody actually says, you know what. There's, this is a billion dollar business and it's controlled right now, basically by two networks for the most part. And, you know, we cannot just let them do whatever they're going to do to their own devices. Somebody needs to look at this. And if it's all, man, if it's all on the up and up and, you know, they, they turn over documents and emails and messages and, and, and all that, and it was all on the up and up and great. Now we can maybe we feel better about the sport, but the way it was kind of set up for weeks in the media on ESPN. I mean, I mean, again, I, you know, nobody wants to be a conspiracy theorist, but it just feels like they were going to make sure that the sec had a team in the playoff. There were not, that there was not going to be a scenario where there was no sec team in the playoff. And I just think that they paved the way for that all along. Had this pulled up a little earlier, Ira. Then we go. Some people might forget, but you know, SEC used to be on CBS for a while. Uh, you know, they, they've been sharing some of their inventory here this past year, but starting next year, everything is on ESPN. They they spent three billion dollars to buy that inventory, ESPN. So feels feels like you know you're not going to walk away from the CBS relationship. If you're the SEC, if you're Greg Sankey, if you don't think ESPN is going to still look out for you uh, in, in some instances, like you have to maybe call in a favor, maybe have some sort of ace up your sleeve and, and probably was used in this, this case, seemingly. I mean, uh, think about the inconsistencies just, just in the Florida State case just in the last week or two. So they went to Florida with Tate Rodemaker and didn't look good on offense, but looked good on pretty good on defense. Looked good on defense. Didn't look good on offense. Going into the AC championship game, they're still number four. Like you have them at number four going into the ACC championship game after the way they looked with Ronamaker. Then you go, you play that game and you win it despite not having even Ronamaker. You don't have either of your top two quarterbacks. Your defense plays probably 
It's best game we've seen a Florida State defense play in years. Maybe one of the best games in that kind of environment that I've seen a Florida State defense ever play. That Louisville team didn't suck. They scored 30 points in eight games. Two weeks ago, they scored 38 points at Miami. And Florida State's defense completely dominated them, completely shut them out. You still win the game, but you drop a spot? Like, why were they four the week before? And none of that makes sense to me. Yeah, because Texas beat a team that was ranked lower than Florida State. Now, I guess you could say they beat them more impressively. Um, But it is bizarre how that worked out. But I guess that kind of did happen in 14, too, right? I think TCU and Baylor, one of them was – number four and then got I think it was TCU and ended up getting dropped out. So but that's the thing. It's just it, Ohio right. State who had just won their championship game. Right. And I and it's I you know, and again it all goes to the feeling that these rankings every week are just for show, which is fine, whatever. I don't care. But how are you determining and what what are the what are the criteria they put out there, you know, Kirk Herbster keeps bringing up the the thing about the injured, like injuries have to be considered. Well, yeah, fine, man. But that doesn't mean your season's over. That doesn't teams win after losing key players. And the point, you know, I don't think anybody there seems to acknowledge is that this was not a one man gang team. Florida state, Jordan Travis probably wasn't going to win the Heisman wasn't going to make it to New York because this was not a one man gang team. And so when you turn that argument, like I get it. If say Cam Newton's Auburn team had made it to the last week and then he went down with an injury, then you, okay, maybe. Or Tim Tebow's Florida team. I mean, those guys were, they were the team. Jordan Travis wasn't the team. You saw that these last couple of weeks. That should have been more validation instead of turning it around. But I don't even want to go into that whole argument because I don't think it was a legitimate, I think it was a convenient argument for them to, to point to because they were going to make sure they get an SEC team in. Uh, thanks to Philip Thorne out there dropping 10 bucks in the jar. Appreciate you, Philip. Says, what's up, fellas? Detoxing has started from Friday and Saturday. Drinking misery on Sunday. Yeah, give that give that liver a rest, everybody. Thanks, Philip. Thanks, man. Um, <coughs> Premier Youth Theater. I think they've actually made a T-shirt that says robbed. And the O is the, uh, the seminal logo. I think they tweeted at us, maybe. Maybe it's a different theater troupe. Nonetheless, Premier Youth Theater, five bucks in the jar. Thank you, PYT. Has a seed been planted for Mike Norvell to take it down the road if we don't immediately leave the ACC? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, I think, I mean, I do think the reality is that this was, you know, I've had a lot of people say since the since this happened, you know, is this a sign that Florida State needs to leave the ACC? Well, Florida State wanted to leave the ACC for a long time. Uh, and they will leave the ACC whenever they can. Um, and I and I don't think it's going to be years down the road. I think it could be within a year or two down the road. Um, you know, we'll see see how that all plays out. But but uh, yeah, I mean the, the the reality is we're driving to this power two conferences. And and uh, you know, I, on the one hand, for Florida State's perspective, I think they're going to end up one of those conferences, and that's good for them. But I still don't think that any of this is good for the sport. You know, I just I. You know, I, I just, it's, it's frustrating. Um, it's, you know, so I, I don't know, man, like this has been the most troubling thing I've seen um, because it just doesn't feel, it feels like something out of pro wrestling. It feels like Bret Hart getting his title taken away from by Vince McMahon, but like in all those in pro wrestling, at least we all know we're in on the joke, you know, we're, we're in on it. This is different. And, and it's just a, 
complete screws up. What bothers me a little bit from the national media is a lot of the same people now who came out today ripping the college football playoff committee and saying Florida State should have been in were kind of saying the same crap over the last few weeks about Florida State, that they weren't winning that convincingly, that they you know didn't have the style points, whatever. They, they kind of played with their food. They weren't dominating teams. And, and then turn around, and then once they actually did finish the deal, now it's they're all up in arms. So I don't know. I don't know if it would have mattered because I think they still were, were going to do what they wanted to do. But uh, the whole thing's kind of frustrating. Robert Benton, five bucks in the jar. Thanks, Robert. They had us out of the playoffs before the ball was kicked off Saturday in Charlotte. Seth Hausman raises the ante, 10 bucks in the jar. Thanks, Seth. Not the set that gave you those awesome binoculars, though, Ira. A different set. We, Seth, we appreciate we appreciate this Seth and the Seth that gave me the awesome binoculars. Absolutely. Uh, University of Central Florida beat Oklahoma State as badly as Texas did. That win was not impressive. Injuries are only for like records. Thirteen and zero is not twelve and one. Yeah, you know there have been a fair like uh, you know the whole head to head with Texas and Alabama. But if Quinn Ewers was out, I think most people would have been like, all right, I think if some Texas fans would probably been able to swallow the pill and be like, all right, like Alabama's going to probably jump us because they have their quarterback and we don't. But they both were 12-1. and one. Florida State was not in that group. They were not in that pod of the teams that lost. So frustrating indeed. Yeah, right, and, if, and if and I, and I, the whole idea of you're, you know, we're evaluating these teams and, you know, say there were five undefeated Power Five champions. And, you know, Georgia had stayed undefeated. And, you know, if you had Big 12 champion was undefeated, all five of them were undefeated. And Florida State didn't have Jordan Travis and they kept out Florida State. I think we all would have been like, you know what? That sucks. But it makes sense. You know, if you have somebody has to be left out and we don't have our all, you know, all ACC quarterback player of the year. Okay. That kind of makes sense. But that's not the case to their point. It was there, you know, two teams with one loss that were below you and somehow leapfrog you. Um, Jen Fari, what's up, Jen? Five bucks in the jar. Thanks. Says, when will we find out what players are staying and playing in the bowl game? Um, that is a fluid situation. I want to bring this one up here too. Thanks again, Jen. Um, speaking about the bowl game, Ira, there's a lot of people that are saying boycott. Uh, there's some funny ones out there. I think somebody put in the comments earlier tonight about just receive the kickoff and then walk off the field. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they, they I don't want them to boycott the game. My my buddies are all mad. Like, I'm not going to watch the game. I'm like, you're all going to watch the game. You're mad right now. But Florida State's on TV. They're playing Georgia. You're going to watch the game. Um, and I don't know what you would gain from this. And I don't think it's anywhere near on the table of anybody's thoughts. But uh, what do you have to say or your thoughts on people that are advocating for Florida State to take a stand by, I don't know, boycotting this uh, New Year's Six Bowl game? Yeah, I want to touch on the first question first about when we'll know who's going to be there and who's not. And who's yeah. it's going to be a fluid process, like you said. There are um, some players uh, that have already posted comments on social media that make you feel like they're moving on. Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, um, Jaheim Bell, a couple other guys. And uh, but I don't think anybody definitively has announced we're out. You know that we're not coming. That'll probably be done through Florida State or in conjunction with Florida State. Usually. Uh, the university will help them put together a social media message that's more definitive. <coughs> Excuse me. I think these messages so far have been a little bit vague. Uh, 
So we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot of those guys are going to opt out and we'll, we'll be seeing those announcements uh, as, as we get closer to uh, uh, as we get closer to practices starting practices probably will start next week. So as we get closer to that, I think they'll be putting out their official statements. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are definitely going to be some departures. We've also had several guys that have already gone to the transfer portal that people can read about on the site or watch the video that I think uh, Tom did earlier. But um, as far as the uh, the other question was... Just boycott uh, the bowl game. Oh, boycott the bowl game. Yeah, I, know, I mean, I understand. I understand the idea of like some sort of protest. I'm all for that. And I don't know what that looks like, but they need to play in the game. I mean, I, I just, they, I, I believe <clears throat> you're part of a conference. You're part of the sport. You got invited to play in the Orange Bowl. You go play in the Orange Bowl. Um, fans who say they're not going to watch it, I get it. I think you just have to look from a different perspective. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would look at it like, you know, here's going to be a chance to watch a lot of guys who are going to be on next year's team. Because I think you are going to be missing some guys from this year's team, um, and Georgia's going to be in the same boat. So it's not like you're going to be. I I don't think it's going to be like Florida State's going to be shorthanded, and Georgia's going to have everybody they've got, and you're just going to get pummeled. I think both teams are going to be missing a lot of players and playing to kind of build for next season. So if you still like Florida State, still think it's worth watching and going to if you weren't going to go to it. Bowl games are fun, but I also get the frustration. I. I would, I do think there should be some sort of protest, you know, whether it's wearing shirts, ribbons, you know, I don't know what the idea is, but I would come up with something. You're watching the Monday smash here on YouTube TV Hit the thumbs up, subscribe to our channel. The Monday smash is presented by our good friend, state farm agent, Russ Voorhis. Contact Russ Boris for an auto quote today. Welcome back to the smash. Pretty Knoll girl. Why do recruits want to come here? If we can go 13 and 0 and still not play for a national title, the committee screwed us real quick. I just want to say one more thing about Russ and I'm not going to go on too long. Russ Boris. Cause, uh, cause I'm not feeling great with the, the voice, but, uh, but yeah, go to RussVorhis.com is the website, and Russ uh, provides insurance uh, for people in the state of Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. He's got two offices in the Jacksonville area, Jacksonville Beach and Orange Park. You can uh, watch the video. We've got the address and phone numbers on here, or you can go to RussVorhis.com and get his information, and uh, you can get a quote or uh, talk to one of the customer service people or talk to Russ and uh, commiserate, commiserate about Florida State football. Um yeah, the recruiting things, uh, it's something that I think a lot of people are freaking out about because, you know, college coaches are always going to negative recruit for anything that they can negative recruit about. Like Mike Norvell had that comment a few weeks ago. When we were losing the first couple of years, people said, oh, you don't want to go to Florida State because they're going to be fired and they won't be there. Now, when they're 13-0, and people were saying, oh, well, you don't want to go there. Those coaches are going to leave for better jobs or, or they're going to find other opportunities. So – I, you know, I just think that that's part of the, the game. So there's going to be negative recruiting. You're definitely going to have schools, certainly in the SEC, telling these kids, you know, you, you're, you don't want to go there. You could go 13-0 and not you know, even get invited to the playoff. So I get that that's a concern. But I would say the two things Florida State has working in their favor right now 
is that the, the playoff field is going to expand to 12 next year. So you can refute that pretty quickly. Um, and then long-term, like I said, I don't think you're going to be in the ACC long-term. Um, I don't know how, what just happened Sunday, if that affects anything, uh, but I, in terms of bad blood, but I still think there's a good chance. Uh, I, I'm still expecting Florida State to get their, find their way to one of those conferences. And then it won't be a point. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. Let us hope. Easy, quiet, five bucks towards a cause, the jar. Thanks, easy, quiet. Any insight if Florida State University leadership has done anything behind the scenes? Was it just the statements from Sunday and that's it? I think somebody tracked the the plane of Michael Alford and supposedly he was going to Charlotte. Everyone's well, he's probably going to the national title game for soccer. And everyone's like, well, it's Cary, North Carolina. That's not close to Charlotte. Um, any, anything they're, they're going to do, you think, Ira, here uh, behind the scenes? Did you think of even what that would entail? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're frustrated. There's no question. Um, you know, I think people at FSU are frustrated that <clears throat> the ACC didn't do more uh, to lobby for them, but I also don't really know what it would have mattered. You know, I, like if Jim Phillips, you know, if Jim Phillips had called, you know, the the playoff committee or called ESPN or whatever and, and said, why are you guys screwing our team over these last several weeks? I don't know that it would have changed anything. And I also don't know that the committee would have said, you know, Okay, you're right. I mean, I I don't know. I don't. I think that you know ESPN and the SC, in the SEC and Fox and Big Ten are so aligned right now, and they're the ones that really control this whole operation. That lobbying wasn't going to change anybody's mind. Now you could argue that maybe they would have changed the narrative, uh, but I don't know how you do that. They control the. I mean, on College Game Day on Saturday. If you didn't know Florida State was in trouble, you should have known Florida State was in trouble Saturday morning, college game day, when it basically was an SEC infomercial. They brought Greg Sankey out, the commissioner of the SEC, to explain why no matter what happens, if Alabama wins this game, they have to be in the playoff. But he was on there for like 10 minutes. Hmm. And, you know, they didn't bring Jim Phillips out there. And, the, you know, and I get that the whole idea is, you know, Jim Phillips could just storm the set. And, you know, I, I, yes, they're both partners. Yes, the ACC is a partner with ESPN, just like the SEC is a partner with ESPN. 
but they're completely different levels of partners. It's like we, you know, if a business has, you know, for example, when you worked in TV, right, you might have one advertiser who spends a hundred grand a year with you or one advertiser who spends $5,000 a year with you. The business is different. They're both clients, but they're different levels. And I just don't think, I don't think Jim Phillips could have done anything to change it. Uh, I think they were going to do what they were going to do, but I, I get the frustration and, uh, you know, you can make a case that Florida State should have been a little more proactive in their messaging. They tried to a little bit late in the game. But I also think they were operating on the assumption, like most people were, that if you go 13-0, and if you win the conference and you're at a Power 5 conference, they've always gotten in, so they will get you in. They'll find a place for you. And uh, they didn't do it. Not the uh, former guitarist of the Eagles. Did Henley play the guitar? Was he just a vocalist, or did he do both? Dude, I'm not. I get the wrong guy. I like the Eagles, yeah. but I'm not sure what, if he was lead guitar or just a yeah. singer. Not Don Henley, but Don Hensley. Five bucks in the jar. Thanks, Don. Boy of summer, I think. I'm sure someone will tell us in the chat. Can someone please explain how Michigan is even allowed to participate in the college football playoff after being found guilty of cheating? They're America's team, Don. Next question. <laughs> Aslan, you're not going to get that Michigan slander past Aslan. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude, that's like one of the 30 layers that was so disgusting about that day to me. It's, it's, you know, and again, I, I said I wasn't going to go into the whole campaigning because I think it's all over, and I don't think it was a fair competition anyway. But the whole premise of sports, the whole reason, the whole fabric of sports, whether it's little league whether it's middle school, high school, or college. And this is why it's created such outrage. The reason there's so much outrage across the country right now is because if you've played sports or your kids played sports, you just watch sports, you like sports, the fabric of it, the beauty of it is that teams can accomplish things together that you probably couldn't accomplish by yourself. And so you bring people together and they each raise each other up and you you have these special moments, these special teams that, you know, the the – NC State's beating Georgetown's or, you know, Houston, you know, you just, you have these moments where the, you, you do the unthinkable as a team and this Florida state team should have been embraced for that should have been, you know, just saluted and championed by ESPN. Instead, they were just ridiculed for those last several weeks while Michigan has what they had going on. And it's not even, it's not even a concern. So like, so I, the two things weren't, you know, it wasn't like Michigan got in, I don't think, at the expense of Florida State. I think they were always going to get in. But from a perception standpoint, yeah, man, it's another reason this sport looks gross today because you're, that team gets rewarded and Florida State gets penalized for overcoming the loss of their top players. Unbelievable. I mean, it's just, again, this is why people are so mad. Yeah. Uh, next up here, we got Eric Gravitt. Eric throwing 50 bucks. Eric. Thanks, Eric. Strong. Strong in the hole. Thank you, Eric. Great shows by everyone today on WordChan, as always. Stay strong, fellow FSU players, coaches, and fans. We will continue to rise together. I know it's hard to look at silver linings right now, Ira, but, you know, Florida State probably had, like, no business scoring any points against Louisville with just how ineffective Brock Glenn was. And, listen, we were at practice for two days. I don't really remember even not just last Tuesday and Wednesday hour, but they didn't seemingly practice a lot of wildcat throughout the year. 
Um, and now listen, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it's not that difficult of a thing to implement. You can maybe do it in a, in a hotel ballroom and kind of figure it out on a Friday. But the fact they were able to like pivot in game and get everything adjusted to, to make that offense move the ball and score some points and the way that defense played, um, you know, you, you just feel like with the way Battles End supports this program, and I know it's such a hard pill to swallow because it's, it's so freaking hard to get to 13-0. And you don't want to, you rarely get these opportunities. And when you do, you for sure want to be able to capitalize on it. You're not able to, but man, it, it just feels like this, this is a real, truly strongly built program uh, that, that's going to sustain. And I know that doesn't make you probably feel all that much better right now if you're watching this, but man, I couldn't feel any more confident about the direction of this program coming off that win on Saturday, despite whatever 12 people in a room in Grapevine, Texas think about them right now after they lost their quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that's a I, that's a frustrating thing about it. that. The night we had in in Charlotte on Friday night was one of the coolest, you know, fan experiences that we've probably had. I mean, just people were so happy, they're so excited about the direction of the program, they feel so good about what this team accomplished, and it's been such a great season. Then Saturday night, the players' reactions in the in in on the field, and then in the in the interviews that we had, you know, they. So many different guys like overcame big things to, you know, Tatum Bethune playing through a knee injury in that game. And uh, like you said, building an offense when you, you're you putting a freshman quarterback out there, Lawrence Tofili. I mean, they were they were in a, a bunch of sets where it was like Lawrence Tofili and the Wildcat with C.J. Campbell, who, by the way, went in the portal today. Yeah. So, I mean, they're just, you know, making chicken salad on offense to try to find a way to win that game. In the defense, just playing relentlessly. Every every series that the offense had did nothing in the first half. It didn't matter. <clears throat> the defense went out and got a three and out. And so that's kind of what this season was all about, was this both sides picking up each other. And so after the game, the way they celebrated, I don't remember seeing coaches and players so happy. I mean, they they were – I mean, it was, uh, it was incredible. I mean, like the – I mean, we were both on the field and, and people probably saw it on TV and you could see it in the videos, but you know, they were, it was kind of like a, it was like a movie where you have this wonderful scene and all these happy moments, everybody's so happy. And then you realize they cut to the next scene and you know, their dreams are dashed. It just, it's just, it's, it's so hard to kind of contextualize, but yeah, I agree with you. The program's in good place. Uh, you know, Mike Norvell and his staff have done a great job. There's still a ton of talent on this roster. They're going to be good again next year. The program's heading in the right direction. It just sucks for it to end that way. Joe Zucci, Zucky maybe. If we had any type of power, FSU would not be the program being left out. As a fan, it's frustrating. Not one coach from the ACC stood up for us. I mentioned on the on the drive back on Sunday too, Ira. I just feel like, Every AD in the SEC was probably excited to see that Alabama got in. I, I feel like no AD in the ACC probably really cared. They're just like, oh, wow, really? Huh. How's lacrosse <laughs> right now? You know, and I, sure. I, you know, like Dave, I'm not, you know, what's Dave Dorn going to do? What's Dave Clausen going to do? And I, I haven't checked their social media accounts. I don't know how active they are. But man, like you, you've played against that coach, like you've played against this program. Like you figure somebody would at least throw a bone. I mean, try to create some kind of uproar because, I mean, if it can happen to Florida State, it can happen to all of you. But you're never going to be in that situation, so you really can't empathize. Yeah, and it's a weird deal. You know, I think some people are 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 conflating the the acrimony between FSU and the ACC is having something to do with 
Boo Corrigan not really pushing for Florida State, or Jim Phillips not really pushing for Florida State, or <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, the the FSU what Feinbaum said FSU made the ACC look bad by what it did this summer, and they've got to reap what they sow. FSU wasn't ripping the ACC's quality of play; it was complaining that your network doesn't pay them as much to enough to be competitive with the SEC. That's what they're frustrated by. If they can make Florida State can make anywhere near what they can make what schools in the SEC and Big Ten make and stay in the ACC, they would sign up for that in a heartbeat. Uh, but they can't. So that's why they're trying to get out. But as far as, you know, other schools stepping up, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I did, I wasn't in there for the press conference with um, uh, after the game when you guys were in there with uh, Jeff Brom. Yeah. But he, did he say I wasn't either. I wasn't oh, there. I thought you went in there. Okay. My bad. But like in basketball, how many times in college basketball? So say Florida State's playing NC State in college basketball or North Carolina college basketball late in the year. It's very common that like the North Carolina coach, even if they win the game, will say that Florida State team should be in the tournament. They're one of the best 64 teams. You can't tell me that team shouldn't be in the tournament. <clears throat> and that kind of campaigning, I don't know if it has a direct result or not, but it might hurt. It might help. I don't, you know, you didn't see, I don't know. I don't think Jeff Brom said anything along those lines. And it would have been nice if more people in the ACC would have been voicing that. But Florida State's also not seen as, you know, everybody's favorite in the conference right now because they're trying to leave. So I I get it, but it only hurts your conference. This Florida State getting left out, to me, doesn't make Florida State look terrible. It makes the, as much as it does makes the ACC look terrible. Yeah. wonder if this would have happened to Dabo. Uh, Jordan Newton. I mean, I know we don't have an updated every single, you know, month, the proration of the grant of rights. But last we reported on this stuff, I guess over the summer when the board of trustees meetings were kind of trickling out there, or maybe it was during the spring. I can't keep track. Football season is crazy time, everybody. But Jordan Newton wonders, how much do we need to pay to fund the exit? I mean, what would that what was what was the number in the spring? Do you even recall what it was when we were talking about if Florida State was going to go completely nuclear and try to walk at that point from there? <laughs> Well, there's two separate, <clears throat> excuse me, there's two separate numbers that get talked about. One is the exit fee, which would be, you know, the neighborhood of $100 million. But then there's the grant of rights with the TV deal that goes till 2036, which you're talking about 13 or 14 more years at, you know, close to $40 million a year. So people have thrown out the number of four or $500 million down to 150 to $200 million. Nobody knows exactly. The exit fee is going to have to be paid. Um, there's no question about that. I, I don't think unless the, the conference completely folds, uh, I think the exit fee, they're probably being the hook for that. And then the question is, is the grant of rights legal? Can they, can they fight that? And that's kind of where we're in a holding pattern. FSU and a bunch of these other schools, Clemson, North Carolina, Miami have all been looking at the, the grant of rights with attorneys to see if they can get out of it or get it reduced. That's never been challenged in court, but I, you know, I think that's one of the avenues for state's looking at. I don't think there's any chance Florida State pays three, four, five hundred million dollars to get out, <clears throat> and I do think they're going to get out. So my guess is the number is going to be closer to that hundred million, but I don't know the mechanics of how it's going to happen. Can you fund the exit? I'm sure if you call Seminole Boosters and tell them you want to help contribute to it, they'll take your money. Uh, but I, there's not a, a, an actual fund being held right now, uh, publicly at least. They might be doing it pu- privately. 
Uh, Ira, the, the portal has opened up, uh, opened at midnight. So about 20 hours worth of the portal or so has been out there. Uh, any of the names catch you off guard so far? Oh, the Florida State guys are going in? Yeah. No, <clears throat> no not really. Uh, uh, you know, I, I would have – A.J. Duffy makes – you know, I think everybody's seen that's coming. Uh, he's a guy who – you know, I've had a couple of people message me asking about him, but he just – it just wasn't progressing. He, you know, he came in, talented guy. I liked him a lot when we first got here, but he just didn't seem to be grasping the offense, didn't really seem to be – moving up the depth chart or at least strengthening his position. Then you bring in Brock Lynn and he passes him as a true freshman. You know, there, it seemed very unlikely that AJ definitely was going to stay here. So that's not a surprise. Uh, Preston Daniel a little bit, cause you know, he's a walk on, uh, but it also may be a situation where, you know, he wants to see if he can get an opportunity somewhere else. He's really worked hard to be a contributor. He is a contributor, but he's, you know, he's not a scholarship guy. CJ Campbell, also not a scholarship guy. I'll be writing something on him. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's Preston, Marquise and Douglas is one I think some people are a little curious about because he was a scholarship guy. And Jaheim Bell, you have to assume, is leaving after this, this season. You assume he's going to the NFL. Uh, but I'm guessing Marquise either doesn't feel like, you know, he's going to be a big part of their offense or maybe they're, they're encouraging him to, to find a place where he's going to be able to play because he didn't play much this year. Yeah. Obviously, Kyle Morlock, you know, Jackson West was a guy that started playing a little bit more as the season wore on. I mean, not necessarily maybe getting targets, but out there on the field. So uh, what do you think about quarterback, Ira? Do you think, I mean, I don't think Duffy leaving really affects the plans. Again, I, I'm sure that's something that coaching staff was probably bracing for. Uh, do you think quarterback is a position they'll, or they'll not only say target, but at least you know, maybe kick yeah. some tires on or – do you think the way that either Tate or Brock looks in the bowl game might affect uh, the direction Florida State wants to go when it comes to quarterbacks and, and portal usage? Yeah, I think they were always going to look. Um, I don't know if it was like – I don't know if it was a situation where they were thinking, okay, we're definitely going to get a, a portal quarterback. You do have Luke Kremenhawk coming in in January. Um, so you'll have three scholarship quarterbacks, him, Tay Rodemaker, and uh, Brock Lynn. But, <clears throat> yeah, I think more than – Duffy leaving, I think it might be just the fact that uh, neither of those guys looked like sure things. You know, I think Tate was put in a tough situation. The swamp, it's a lot of bad situations. I think there was a, a game where they just tried to get out of it with a win. They weren't really that worried about scoring a lot of points. I think they just wanted to not turn it over. So I don't want to judge him too much on it, but it wasn't like he blew you away. There's no way Florida State's coaches came out of the game going, this is definitely our guy, 100%. Clearly the same for Brock Lynn. So while I don't think it's fair to judge either one of them is that that's what they're going to be, I think they're probably going to need to go get a, a quarterback. Um, so I think you'll see them very active. And uh, now what happens if they do that, though, is you, does Tate stay? You know, We'll have to see, but but I, I think they'll target one. Uh, this is only a slow trickle. I mean – Assume there's going to be more than four guys that announce their intentions of leaving and not, not for the pros, but to enter the portal IRA. Yeah. 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 There's, there's going to be, yeah, plenty more. Part of it is, you know, it's, it's uh, guys as they get older, if you're, if you're trying to guess or predict ahead, if you go to the depth chart on Seminoles.com or the ones we posted in the past, and if you see 
guys that are getting up in their careers, but they're still not on the too deep depth chart. A lot of those guys are, are going to, you know, they're going to look for a better opportunity. So, you know, we'll see some of these guys on the line of scrimmage that have not moved up. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it's going to be a wholesale, but you know, the reality is in college football, you know, two, there's two things in play is nobody wants to sit and wait because, you know, they, there's a chance they go somewhere else. And then also there's the NIL opportunities and Florida state's got a great partner in the battle's end. And those, a lot of the guys can make money through the battle's end, but guys, other guys, if they're not, they want to either get a starting job or they want some guarantees. So yeah, I think that number is definitely going to increase. We got a running thread over on the tribal council warchant.com of any players from Florida state that have entered their name in the portal. Michael Langston's got a thread over on the PRB about, uh, potential targets and we're posting videos on our youtube channel so uh, subscribe to all of that everybody uh be on the forefront cutting edge of everything uh that was a palate cleanse of about five minutes let's get back into commiserating over floor state getting hosed or as my <laughs> buddy who lives in boston iris sent me uh like i, I forgot there's like one of the guys up there is like a, a pretty you know <clears throat> he's been doing the boston sports thing for a long while like felts feltsker or something i don't know but anyway my buddy sent me the like a three and a half minute cutout from their show He's like, listen, hey, we don't talk about college, you know, football, but uh, you know what happened in Florida State was was absolutely crazy. They used the word "porked" and "boned." Uh, so God Good. bless the, the Bay State of Massachusetts giving us those sort of things. Dan Rapplinger gives us five dollars and says, "Ira, that I feel that a one-loss Texas, one-loss Georgia, one-loss Bama, one-loss anyone was getting in front of Florida State." Now that we see what the agenda was, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's pretty clear to me, you know, and I don't know if, uh, you know, it's just, and again, the reason you, you don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, right? Nobody wants to, nobody wants to be that guy, but the arguments that Kirk Herbstreet and that crew made never made any sense. You know, the day that they ripped Florida state, the day they ripped Florida state for the way they looked against Florida with without their starting quarterback was the same day that Alabama needed a Hail Mary basically to beat Auburn and Auburn stunk. Like Auburn was a, basically a 500 team that got blown out by New Mexico state two weeks earlier. And Alabama was not good at all in that game. And then, you know, other teams, you know, Michigan, you know, there's just been so many examples the other night, Michigan's offense with their starting quarterback, put up more, less yards against Iowa than Florida state did with Brock Lennon quarterback. So it's, None of the arguments made sense, so that makes you think, well, there's got to be something else at play. And then when you look at the financials and you look at the fact that the ESPN, like you brought up that 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 contract, and that's not all of it. I think that's the basically the part about the 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 three thirty game, like that that window that they took from CBS. There's more money that goes to the SEC as well. That's that's their that's their dancing partner, and I think they were going to do whatever it could to whatever they could to to make sure they were in. Uh, our guy Jeff Mayers, Colorado Knoll, I think, on the warchant.com message board, dropping 20 bucks in the jar. Thanks, Jeff. With as underhanded and conniving as the ESPN SEC duo is, could this be part of a larger plan to ultimately break up the ACC and get FSU and Clemson to the SEC without the ridiculous exit fees? Well, that's the 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 deep, the deep. The deep cut, the uh, the long play, the long play. Yeah, um, I don't think it was directly uh, directly have anything to do with that. Uh, but but you know, again, the reason Florida State's been doing everything they've been doing to try to get out is because 
they feel like they can't compete as long as they stay in the ACC. Well, you know, if, if they've got to find a home, and I think, you know, the question is some people wonder whether or not the SEC wants FSU and Clemson and some of those teams. Some, you know, I think the, my belief is that Big Ten is very active and very interested in expanding in the Southeast. We've seen what they've done to become like a national conference. Uh, so I think that that could lead to the pressure on the SEC. Uh, but I think if they want to break up the ACC, they can break up the ACC. I mean, I just think that that's the TV partners, I think, I believe, can really make the whole thing. They can they can make the process happen without having to do any shenanigans. I think they could just do it. So I don't think that was the play, but but I it, in the long term, it may be part of it because I think if you're in the ACC right now, you think, well, we're screwed. If this, you know, I don't, I don't know how to phrase this, but let's just say that Florida State was going to get an invite from one of these other power conferences in 2027. Is it worth taking this big steaming pile of you know what? If you get into that conference like in 2025 instead. Right. Um, that's that there's a there's a deep cut for you. Uh shout out to everybody who's been keeping us posted about uh, the women's soccer team and their quest for another national championship. They lead four to one over number two Stanford with under 10 minutes ago. I think it's even maybe it's even ballooned more than that by now. Nope, four to one still. Um, so shout out to Coach Penske and the uh ladies. I'm not jinxing everybody. There's seven minutes left. If they were to lose this, this would be uh, absolutely cataclysmic. And, you know, we've already had one bolt of lightning hit us, so I'll, I'll celebrate that one. So that's always a great thing to celebrate. So um, maybe uh, they can use that platform. That'd be great, right? If, uh, if the women's soccer team just was like, turn their backs. Like, we don't want your trophy. Right. We don't want right. your trophy. Let's get yeah, I mean, The college football playoff committee is different. That's not the answer. Right, right. Yeah, but if people, if you guys do have ideas, we'll help spread the word. Reach out to us. Post on the message boards. We're 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 all for some sort of statement, whether it's a silent statement or a vocal statement uh, about you know the frustration. And this is one of the few times that I has Florida State ever been the school that everybody's rallying around. I mean, it's it's been crazy today to see all the people that are coming to Florida State's defense and outraged by it. Yeah, man. Um, cool. Like Mike Greenberg. Mike Greenberg's yeah. an honorary Seminole. I thought he went to Northwestern, but he. He used get up. He uses Twitter. He used his radio show. Um, I seen a lot of people retweeting him just kind of going nuts and pretty much everybody on get up this morning. I think with the exception of Dan Orlovsky uh, was totally on Florida state side and, and, and did not see the rationale uh, for leaving them out. Orlovsky was saying to listen, it's, it's the quarterback position. They're a completely different team with Jordan Travis. They looked better without him maybe, but you know, he couldn't, but then, you know, he couched it at the end of it. Like, listen, he's like, I'm heart sick for that team though. Um, which I don't think Corey likes because he retweeted Todd McShay, who I think said something similar about like, oh, I, I feel terrible. I feel gutted uh, for the Florida State players and coaches, but I think the committee got it right. And I think Corey retweeted something like, well, as long as you're gutted, Todd, then that makes it all okay. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Uh, I don't – here's the – all right, here's the thing. I almost cursed. 5-1. One. One. Here's the – here's – here – oh, 5-1. They have no idea who the best team is. They have no freaking idea. Nobody does. It's a stupid premise. There's This doesn't work. You can't decide. If you could, we'd all be making money every weekend in Vegas. Nobody would ever lose bets. If you could watch games 
And I don't care who's in that room. Those people, come on. I mean, that, that can, that's not – half of them aren't even like really football people. Their, their opinions aren't any better than anybody else's. They don't know who's better. Coaches don't know who better. I could talk to Mike Norvell today and ask him who's going to win this game. And he might be wrong. They don't know. Nobody knows. You can't decide it. That's why you play. And so the idea that this committee gets to say, oh, well, they're not as good because they don't have their quarterback. Yes, they're probably not as good as an offense. Yeah, they're definitely not as good as an offense, but the team could play better. The team could play really well. The defense completely changed. They The defense was unbelievable in that game on Saturday. Could they have done it against <clears throat> Michigan? I don't know, but <clears throat> that's why you play the games. It's just – it's so ridiculous to, to you know, again, the week before they had Ohio State over Michigan until Michigan beat Ohio State. Then they moved up. You, you're, they've been wrong how many times? So to say we're going to keep you out because we know who's better, no, you don't. It's so infuriating. But, again, I don't want to get emotional because I don't think it was – I really don't think it was about that anyway. I think it was, it was about money. Would have been better if like Georgia was five and Florida State was six. I mean, it's yeah, it's all crazy, right? Because Georgia, listen, we all thought Georgia was the best team. We we're like, we do not want to play Georgia. I don't want to play Georgia in the playoff. Let somebody else play them, and then they got beat by Alabama. So, like, I'm just as guilty, obviously, here of, of, of thinking who's best and not knowing it. And we should well, Georgia and, and two of their best players were also injured, whatever. But like, the Florida State shouldn't have been five. If they're so different, they're so bad. You know, yeah, like I mean, put them at. Or whatever, and it should have been four the week before. I thought, I thought the performance against Louisville in the AC Championship game was a more <clears throat> impressive performance to me overall, considering what you're dealing with, than even what we saw in Gainesville. So, why would you drop? I mean, it's just, uh, ugh, ugh. Well said, well said. And with that, we'll wrap this thing up. Uh, the portal is open, everybody. So we've got that over on wordchant.com, letting you know who's entering and who Florida State's kicking the tires on. Michael Langston's got that over on the premium recruiting board. we got a running thread of Florida State players entering it over on the Tribal Council. Uh, early signing period's a thing that's going on, so uh, any sort of 24 prospects out there, we've got the latest on. Uh, Florida State soccer team currently up 5-1. to Congratulations to them. On that one, so uh, that's all but done. Seminal headlines is that coming up tomorrow, uh, Ira? You three? It should be. It should be. We'll be uh, Corey's up in Atlanta, I believe. So I think it'll be maybe on Zoom or at least him on Zoom or maybe all of us because I'm sick. So we'll see. But yeah, we'll definitely do a seminal headlines tomorrow. Will there be a, a coach, coach speak? Coach speak coming up later this week. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, be transitioning to basketball. We might try to have some, some football in there as well. It'll probably be a mixture of football and basketball. Okay. All right. All that over at warchant.com. Cornell, I'll wake up, I think, for you tomorrow as well, probably. Anything else I left off, Ira? I feel like we touched it mostly there. All the yeah, no, we're good. Plenty of, uh, like I said, plenty of recruiting and transfer, transfer portal coverage coming as well. Matt and uh, Michael working on some of that stuff. All right. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. If you give that thumbs up on the way out, if you haven't done so already, we certainly would appreciate it. Thanks to our guy, Russ Voorhis. Check him out, RussVorhis.com, R-U-S-S-V-O-R-H-I-S.com. He can help you with your insurance needs in Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. He's a knoll. Good dude. Give him a shout. For our show, Fell, Managing Editor of Warchant.com, I'm Aslan Hajavandi. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. We certainly appreciate it. Stay connected to Warchant.com, your ultimate seminal sports source.